Hello, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to the local earshot podcast, y'all. Um, what are we up to today? Jonathan Grissom, More Bands Media. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Um, I'm going to call this episode Ghost Stories. <laughs> we only had a handful of people ghost us, but I got to tell you, it's one thing when when things don't work out. Things don't work out sometimes. I'm everybody that has life, you know. Um, but when someone reaches out to you and is in communication and sets a date and we got it all ready to go, and then come the the week of crunch time, I need a go no go, and then it's just like whew, gone. It's a horrible, horrible first date. It's a horrible way to go about your life, people. Right. There are situations when ghosting and non-communication is appropriate. I'm not saying this isn't one of those situations. (laughs) Well, my my thing was like what we were talking about before the show was like um, that like, you know, we we give every ability for for our guests like we actually like go above and beyond in a way because like we we're, we're, we tell them like, hey you know if let's you, set this up let's set this up let's like this. if you can't do that day we'll figure out a different day if uh if you you're know, not fucking interested at all just say, say that yeah i'm totally yeah. okay with that yeah man. and i mean and then and then it's like you know you you like give them the option of online offline like you have all these options and yet like somehow you still ghost people and it's like you know, all that does for me is, and I'm not going to mention their name because we don't do that. We don't do that. But, but I mean, if you're if you're ghosting people like that, how are you running your business? I think and it are, says and more are you, about and are you, you. Yeah, and, and are you and are you doing that to your customers? Because to us, our customers are our artists, and so like they literally are our customers or people in the music industry. They're our customers. Yeah. But like, if you know, if you're doing that to us. What are you doing to your media, then what are you, what are you doing to your clients? What yeah. are you doing to the people that come to you for, for help and work? And, you know, like if you're a recording studio and you're ditching every single artist that comes through the door and you're just like not giving them recording time, you're not doing all those things. Then it's like, it's like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? I, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird behavior. And, um, again, I, I, I don't know the, the guys I've only talked to them through text trying to set this up. So, um, I guess, you know, as like sitting at poker tables all those years, you learn how to pick up on, on non-communicate, non-verbal communication and, and, and stuff. You see things and behaviors and people that it's just like, it does make you wonder those kind of things like, man, okay, well, I mean, whatever I'm, 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 I'm moving on. I just, uh, I just, I don't understand it. I'm, I'm trying to understand it. I, I mean, I know people personally who have a hard time saying no. Like it's, and it's not a character flaw. Uh-huh. It's like they, they genuinely want to help as many people as possible, but <clears throat> you don't have that much time in the day. Honestly, you know, you got to pick your battles and stuff too. So it, this isn't one of those situations. This was just a very weird kind of, I don't know, but whatever. Moving on, bro. <clears throat> right. 
Uh, so we hit a couple dabs before we went on air today because fuck it, why not? <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Doc Ferguson's. Uh, if you guys don't know who they are, um, you're not alone because I just uh, was introduced to him here a couple weeks ago. And he lives right next door to me. He lives guy. right next door to me. I need to get out more, man. Everybody tells me. God, you're fucking anti You need to go to your uh, your your um, HOA meetings and meet your neighbor. Oh, no, no. No, no, no HOA. That's That was one of the reasons I bought the house was there's no HOA. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, yeah. I know. But. These people. <laughs> But uh, super cool dude. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to say his name here, but check out his company, Doc Ferguson's. They they make uh, extracts, dabs, and um, I'm not sure if they sell flour or have a, a strain of flour. I think they're mostly the, the dabs and the extracts, but phenomenal stuff. So <clears throat> if you guys hear of them, see them out there in your shops, uh, give them a holler. And I'm, I'm going to try to have them on the show. I talked to him this morning. He said he's he's busy this weekend, but uh, try to get him on the schedule. <clears throat> Maybe do a... Another back porch episode. I don't know. The last one didn't do too well, man. Holy shit. Shout out to Nikki Jackson, but we were way too high in that. <laughs> I was literally forgetting what the topic we were talking about was as the words were coming out of my mouth. So, <laughs> That's way too hey, high. So you got a new single going da, out. Da, da, da. Oh, shit. <laughs> It was oh, fun, though, shit. you know. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Hey, you know, shout out to Doc Ferguson's. And uh, we're going to try to have a live smoke session. Uh, product, we'll call it a product review for the uh, for the squares out there. <clears throat> Gosh, it does make, make, my, make me feel like I have to clear my throat a lot, though. I will say that. Most extracts do, though, don't they? Mm-hmm. Edibles are that way, too, a lot of times. Yeah. It's like... <clears throat> yeah, edibles, edibles, like, make my... Uh... <clears throat> My mouth stopped working sometimes. <laughs> I just can't even move my mouth to even say a word. I remember um, when it first got legalized, um, <clears throat> we went to Lake Ufala with some friends of ours, and uh, we found a bag of edibles that had been sitting in the car for God knows how long, at least the, the, the tenure of that trip, which was uh, uh, you know four days. And by the time we got to it, it was just one big glob. So I'm like, oh. So you just got to like rip it and hope. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Let's go. We're going space cadet mode. <laughs> and I did that. And I was so out of it and so high that that's a new, that's one of the scale points on our, how do we do this weekend? If you get uh, Brad at Lake Eufaula high, that's a level where it's kind of that point of no return when you're just kind of on the couch. You're not talking, you're not awake, but you're not asleep either, but you're totally useless. And that's that's me. I don't I don't know. My tolerance now at this point is stupid high. I don't think I'd have those kind of moments anymore. But I think that's the thing with marijuana. It's kind of self limiting. Once you reach a certain point of tolerance, it's like you kind of have to take a break. You're just wasting your shit at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, which I which I see a lot of that with my my friends that work in the industry. Like um, like they they have like extremely high tolerances. So like I'll I'll eat like a small edible and be good. And they'll eat like 250 milligrams and See, fucking yeah. fill the shit. And I'm like, I'm like, well, maybe you should stop doing it for about a week. <laughs> Give it a two weeks. Maybe if you stop for a bit, maybe you'll you'll but find if it's that. Always, a, it's kind of. I mean, I don't want to compare it to tobacco, but it, it, when the, there's an ease of access thing that I, comes into play there, you know. I heard a weird one uh, the other day, and it was talking about a filter, and it was a it was a uh, marijuana like. 
um, casing, you know, like for weed or whatever to oh, like yeah. burn it and stuff. But it had a filter on it. But then it said in the ad, it said to stop or like, what was it? So you won't get any of that dirty tar in your in your lungs. Now, it's for marijuana. There's not tar. That's cigarettes. Like nicotine like produces – like so – what are they talking about? Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, like, like, I mean, unless you talk about like the oils of the actual like, yeah, I guess uh, residual burned chemicals over time become a tar in like, and I mean, you look at bongs, dirty bongs, and right. you can see that. Which I but, guess uh, that's what it's talking about. But it but. breaks up. That's the thing that cigarette tar really doesn't do. Yeah, cigarette tar like sticks it to your sticks lungs and, and, smears and, and smears and, and stays and yeah. it becomes blackened and. But but that's why they tell you you're not supposed to, um, which is another thing a lot of people do. But probably you're just not, sales. They're probably just trying to. That's just yeah know, for your but, safety. Yeah, right. It's for your safety. <laughs> it's for your health. No, uh, it's like the idea that you're not supposed to um, smoke cigarettes and, and smoke weed at the same time. That's really bad for your lungs. Like it makes your lungs bleed or something. Like it does something weird. Oh shit. Yeah, which a lot of people do. A lot of people do it. But 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 and maybe it's a wives' tale. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But. I don't know That's cigarettes. Told. I smoked cigarettes for a few years. I just never really took to it, which is I don't know. I, I've had friends that have. I mean, they've been hard smokers, and it was like a hard kick for them. Uh, I never had that problem with cigarettes, but opiates. <laughs> boy, those will take you for a ride. Am I right, people? I know people out there are probably like. Uh, That's what most people on opiates sound like. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. Leave it in, take it out. I don't care. But uh, <laughs> I'm not laughing at you guys. I'm laughing with you. Been there, done that. <laughs> right. But I had a friend um, talk, and he was like, "You guys, are you guys going to touch on the on the on the Pantera thing?" And I'm like, "The what?" He's like, "You know, the Pantera thing." You know, and I was like, "The Pantera thing." He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, honestly, I was going to let it go a couple weeks. I think it's been a couple weeks now. So I'm like, yeah, I was kind of going to get everybody's take on it around the local scene. I got some friends that are out, like, you know, towards for like LA, that part of the country that um, they have a certain way of looking at it, majority type of thing. And then you have people in te Texas, is pretty much all for it. And it's Pantera. It's fucking, that's their band. <clears throat> But and and across the country, it's pretty much divided, man. I don't think there's any majority minority opinion. It, to me, it's pretty much fifty fifty on I love it or I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've been reading. Um, and it's it's not. Oh, I think it might be cool. That's not the opinion. It's either I'm I'm going. I'm gonna love it and reminisce, or I absolutely hate it. I won't support it. And. I don't blame either one of those people. I really don't because, I mean, I'm a huge Pantera fan, and um, yeah, so I get it. I get the the, the love and hate of all the members, and um, but at the end of the day, the bottom line is the Abbott brothers are deceased, and um, as far as we can tell, at least from the press releases and the interviews, is it seems like... The surviving members have made peace with the surviving family members of mm -hmm. the Abbott brothers, and um, it seems like like they're gonna go forward with this thing. 
I mean, I, I've, I've seen like you know similar things where um, Static X. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like like you know um, Essel Dope. Like he he always uh, he ran with them a lot, and then he decided that he was going to bring back with Zero, but Zero was like looks are supposed to look like static x and, I, I and, and so he does a role good. and he does a really good job i thought they did good and a lot of people would like going to those shows yeah. but no one's no one's really complaining about the fact that static x is still making music because it's technically you know the lead singer of dope but but i mean but the, the thing is is that like it, it at least keeps the band going you yeah, know? and that and that's important. It's like it's like whenever uh, ACDC like they you know they swapped out their singer, they, they had to find a guy that basically sounded like the original dude, which is insane. Like like that dude that dude had a, a well, rare voice, but it was different. It's all it's always that's the thing is is when a when it's a death, it's this isn't like Guns and Roses when they just broke up and it's this huge legal thing and it's years and years and years. It's like that motherfucker ain't coming back. <clears throat> They're dead. So, as a fan, I want to hate it. I, I mean, I'll be honest, I do. I I, I want to hate it just because I love Dimebag so much and, and Pantera so much. But as a dad, I think it'd be really cool to go see a Pantera show or a tribute to Pantera with my kid and have it be the remaining member, the surviving members of the band filling in, mm-hmm. you know, the, the heavy, the bottom end. You know, you got... Uh, so basically, it's uh, Phil on vocals. Um, uh, Rex, he's around. He's going to do the bass, uh, like he does. And uh, Charlie Benedante from Anthrax is on the drums, and then Zach Wild on guitar. And this is where it's hard for me because I love each all those guys individually as musicians, and it's like. So I want it to. It's like a hate love thing. I want it to succeed, it's, but I want to hate it at the same time. It's, it's like, how do you feel about the band? Hell yeah, kind of that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. an idea. It's a bunch of artists that you like together, but then you're like, well, I want to hate it because they're all together. Oops. You know, it's like that. That's because they just create these bands. But I mean, there, there's a there's a couple bands like that. I mean, that that are just many different members of different bands that come together. Hell, the local scenes like that. I know a drummer. I know a drummer that I watched last night. That you know, Dustin Testerman. Shout out to Dustin. I think he's Testerman, in like three man. bands. You know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Ron Ramsey. He's in like oh seven. He's in like eight. seven or eight bands. Uh, I mean, like, and, and so on the local scene, it's actually what what ends up happening with that world is that that they just jump on a bunch of bands and play because they want to play. And then whatever band really takes off is the one that they land on, and that's the one that usually everybody knows about. And that's the one that everybody thinks that they were always together and they were always in those things. But it's like, honestly, bands change members within like the first like 10 years. They, they might change members three, four times sometimes, sometimes more, you know. And, it's, and sometimes it's related to the singer is really fucking narcissistic or shitty. There's or, a lot or, of egos you know, are, in yeah, There's a lot of egos involved. And that, that's what, kind of my point. Like, There's a lot of egos involved. So there's those people that try to control things and not control things and but but i mean but that's that's the thing is that when they when they get that big and everything there's definitely a paycheck involved and there's well, definitely and money involved and you know that's you know. my concern with the pantera thing is is 
um, how much of an influence is big money going to have in this? And I've already seen a change in, and it it does kind of irk me a little bit because I can tell that Phil and Rex and Zach wild and Charlie and all those guys are going into it for the really the right reasons. Like Mm -hmm. they're, they're like, we're, we're doing this as a tribute to our friends, but you can tell the, promoter side of it the business end oh, of yeah, it they, they want to they want to bill it as pantera so bad right. well and that and that's like, and that's kind of the, the idea don't too. do it don't don't i don't what is it uh sublime with rome you know like, like at least they, they do that they, that's though. what i'm saying is that that's that's the point is that some people in the in the comments and in the arguments of the pantera thing they were saying that they they don't they don't care that the band or that the band is being put together what they cared about was the fact that they're not recognizing that they're not the original they're calling it pantera they're calling it pantera yeah. versus if they were to call it you know a tribute to pantera or something like that i liked a vulgar like, display of pantera see that and that sounds cool it's like it's, an, you know? it's their out al- their top album name with the remaining members of pantera it, you know i think that i think it can be done i think it can be done well and i there was another guy i was talking to he says well they already do that with the ride for dime um and he's not wrong. I mean, I didn't really have any anything to come back on that with, except the Ride for Dime is uh, they. I think they do a rotating cast of tributes. So they they have they have all kind of guitar players, all kinds of drummers come in, and, and they do this this rotating set list, which honestly sounds like they could do that with what they have for the Pantera tribute too, if they wanted to. Yeah, take some give some local musicians an opportunity to step up there and crush a Pantera song with the members of Pantera. That'd be a hell of a fucking, Oh dude, that would, that, that would, would be sell else. out. If you had that as an option on a concert, I mean, come on stage, play with the band, bring your instrument. Yeah. Like, that would be, or have a just, I mean, cause that's contest. how Dimebag got famous. That's how yeah. Dimebag got known. He's, is he crushed these guitar uh, contests around Dallas. So I was like, why don't, why don't they do that? They go into town and get your local guitar center, whatever shop. We're going to have a contest, see who the best guitar player in name your state here. And if you are, if you can show out, you get a chance to jam with Pantera for a song of your choice at their show in your state or surrounding area. Yeah. I mean, the, there, there's untold money that could possibly be made off of this kind of thing. And it's just like, I don't think you're going to get people who just and that that like idea it. is owned by uh, 13 <laughs> step tone solutions and more bands, more bands media. media here we and, go buddy. uh and if you use it you have to pay us under the law uh <laughs> I, I mean uh, whatever they decide to do i would i would probably go check it out i mean if i'm being honest i would check it out uh, if y'all have a different opinion send us a message with a little donation and we'll read it on air and uh you know talk about it but until then, I ain't reading shit. So, uh, and if you don't like money, and you like <laughs> and you like crypto, then use the Fountain app and go over there and just send me a boost of grand. Dude, yeah, that's something I do want to talk about. If you guys, um, you know, we, yeah, of course we joke about the donations and shit like that. That's kind of what we do. But um, if you guys really do want to help us out, go on there and get the Fountain app and listen to us on that. That actually sends us a few cents for the time you listen to it. And I mean, I don't. It's not much, but I mean, it, it helps. Every little bit helps, you know. Yeah, and currently they're in development, so like the uh, the company's new, and and the uh, the software. I've noticed that every once in a while it doesn't actually like 
it's not working. Like oh, that yeah? little like sad thing's not working. But the majority of the time it is. So like that's uh, that's the thing is that I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I started um, listening to it on a. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago, I like if you uh, see a little ticker and the numbers are going up, yeah, and it's working, yeah, right. Oh, womp, and then womp, and then it adds womp. to a wallet, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying, and and I think it's the internet. I think what it is is that it's trying to connect to the internet, and then it has to get up momentum to work. And so I don't know if all the the networks like cell phones stuff like that are fully ready for the tech. But it's there, you know, like the, the idea is there and it huh. works, but, but it's, it's one of those, like I listen to no agenda on there and, and it, um, and sometimes it rotates and gives me, you know, like, a, like little, like pennies of whatever per episode. And, and so like, that's kind of cool. Make about like, you know, 15, 20 cents on an episode of listening to a show. And a portion of that goes to it, it, the splits is what matters. So like uh, in it. There's this option, and every time you sign up to Fountain, it's going to give you an option to, to sign up for a wallet. A wallet on Fountain is exactly like a Bitcoin wallet, so it's the same idea. It sets mm. it up, and um, and then you can actually transfer from that wallet to an actual Bitcoin wallet. So if you are running a podcast on there and people are sending you Boostagrams and are actually sending you money through it, um, it – it will automatically give, um, or it will it will automatically transfer that over to whatever Bitcoin wallet that you tell it to. So, hmm. um, so I have mine set up where, or ours set up where it goes to a um, the one that's attached to the show, but then it like it stays in that wallet until I move it. So it's a, right now it's just staying inside the app. It's kind of like a retirement plan, is what a lot of people like to call it, because like because we all know that pennies, you know, y'all. Pennies. But think about it this way, Bitcoin. I don't know even know where the number's at right now, and it goes up and down. But in the long on the long scheme of things, what they say is that you know some people believe that Bitcoin will hit in the millions, and if that if that value of that runs like a stock and it hits that high, then my little few little bits of Bitcoin that are like maybe you know percentages of a point of a Bitcoin still is a lot of money and and so like if you look at it as a retirement plan you just put it away let it sit there and then and and then you're like fry back in the future whenever he goes to pull you know finds his old atm card and goes up to the damn atm and pulls it out and finds out he's a millionaire you know i mean it's that idea that well that, and, and even if if it's even just them listening like just put, downloading the app and listening to us on there you know pennies pennies but if you if somehow we get the message out and people do that you get you know a few bucks per episode yeah you know yeah and if you and if you get going. enough people going then you know on it and enough platforms that are doing it and in other words like the the whole idea is that there's a there's a magazine on mac um computers that recently wrote an article about um that the podcasting 2.0 is not going nowhere and that Adam Curry is very, you know, adamant about what he's doing and like all the apps that he's working on with them to create and his ideas. And so the idea for podcasting 2.0 is that they want to integrate the apps to have video um, products in them. So in other words, like if you want to do a video podcast, you don't have to sit there and have another app or do these other things. You can get on there and just install a 2.0 app and then you can go on there and start broadcasting right over to those podcast apps, just like they do on Spotify now. Because Spotify, if you watch Joe Rogan on Spotify, you're going to see a little corner video, and you can click it, and it will go to a big video if you want to watch the video version, but you can still listen to the audio version. I was going to ask you, like, because you actually look at the data and the stats, and I don't 
really look at all that, but I have found myself. I used to actually watch Joe Rogan on YouTube. I don't really watch Joe Rogan on Spotify. It's available, but I usually just find myself listening to it. And it's like, I wonder what the, um, what, what most people do when it comes to podcasts. Um, I mean, a lot of people listen in their cars, uh, is a big one. Um, travel, uh, people that travel a lot, like, yeah. uh, like I, I know people that, that do jobs that are, they're all over the country. So they, they, they listen to that stuff. Um, I mean, people that work jobs, like what I used to work, like security, because in security, you would you would just put on something in the background and you would just watch cameras and and watch like you know what's going on in this building and and like you do your rounds. But when you go to do your rounds, you'd have your headphones in. So really, I mean, it never stopped because you'd be listening to it whenever you're you know in there or whatever, and or even if you have it up loud, you you listen to the uh, the podcast episodes through it. Um, through your app or whatever one that you're using. But, uh, but the whole point of that article was that, um, that they were saying that iTunes, iTunes needs to get with the program. In other words, you're going to die out as an app and not be used for that purpose. And yet they're originally, they were the first, like they, like, you know, um, Adam Curry started that with another guy, David Reiner with, iTunes and and um and you know uh Steve Jobs. So like they were all they all knew each other in Silicon Valley and everything and they started that. And it, that's what that's why it was known as a podcast was because it was it was on the iPod right, a lot of time. Right. He didn't originally intend that. Yeah, he, yeah. They had a different name for that stuff, but it just became that over time that's what people start calling it. Now, like what what constitutes a podcast is 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 really what it's coming down to now in the 2.0 world. Um, these apps have the ability to do photos. They can do like, so if you're listening to an episode and they say, you know, uh, yeah. And I was up on Mount Everest and da da da, And they have a photo of them on a Mount Everest. So, you know, you'd be, if you're watching then visually on the screen, it might pop up with a picture of that person on Mount Everest, you know? And so you get a little more bang for your buck, you know? And then they have these things called covers, which we change our cover every episode for their our guests. So, like our our covers are usually related to the guest, um, and they can they can make covers. So, like if you have a show about politics or you have a show about comedy or whatever it is, people can listen to your episode and they can submit art to it through these apps, and then those those arts become a generator. And if you pick and choose which ones you want, they can put it through there where it will pop up on the screen as you're listening to the episode. So, like on No Agenda. They'll, they'll, it will be subject matter. So a person will make a cover related to a subject in the episode, and that cover will co- will show up. So it's not like you're you're just looking at the main cover of the episode that they used as the one that they picked, but you're being able to see the ones that everybody in the community that you're watching, you know, everything they made, and, and and so other things that they're working on is like social, you know, for that stuff. Like if you if you're running a show, which I mean I thought about doing it with the with the local earshot. We we do our socials on on uh, Facebook, but I mean, Facebook it's sucks. Not, yeah, but it, it really sucks, and and sucks. it would be just as easy as like because I'm all, I'm I'm actually been working really hard on more bands and and like and I have uh, I have all my pages pretty much built. Um, it's just a little bit of like you know things that I it's tweaking now. It's yeah. like more of the okay, this is what I want. This is what I want accounts to have. I'm probably going to have a few people, you know, 
look at it with me and be like, okay, yeah, this is what I would do if I if I was a uh, you know a photographer or if I was this. How would we categorize these people? Like, what would we do? And and so like just looking at the different account types and and like what well, we need to do. There's so it. many different aspects to entertainment, live entertainment, let alone inter- just entertainment. But like ours is geared more towards live stuff. So, mm-hmm. but even then, like you're talking photographers. Most people that go to a gig wouldn't even realize how many photos are being taken by professional photographers at any given oh. time. <laughs> oh, and, and I got told last night, and this blew my mind because I, I knew exactly what he was talking about when he said it, too. Uh, my buddy JD, you know, shout out to him. Shout but, out like, JD he, Scott. He, he posted some, uh, which, uh, you know, like he posted some photos on one of the photography groups. And it was a it was a major photography across. The oh, they're America. haters in that world. Oh no! Well, not only are they haters, they were mad that he was getting paid by artists to take photos of them. Like he had he had a full marketer thing that he had on there and said, "Hey, I charge this fee. If you're, if you're interested in, in having you know band photography shows, I'll come out to your show, take photos. You can use them however you want. Whatever the rule was that he said inside his little thing. And then he had the photos that he took, and really good photos. They're black magnet." Which if you ever Black Magnet, it's like an industrial band, but they're really good, you know, like for for one of the local industrial bands. So, uh, but but yeah, he he posted that, and then I think it was like Twin Twin Trees, something like that. The band that was playing after that, they're another they're another goth like type band. Uh, but yeah, he posted that, and he said he said that inside the comic sections, people were like, "What? You're getting paid." Da da da, like all mad that he's getting yeah. paid, and it's like fucking done. And, and so and so, like that's where I that's where I kind of look at it from a different perspective than other people are. Yeah, it's a job. We want to get paid, right? It's, like in general, and it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're if you're a promoter, if you're running uh, social, if you're running like you know booking, um, uh, I, you know booker recently like complaining about people not showing up to shows because he had a guarantee and he told them that he'd have this many people show up and they didn't. And I don't know what to tell them because honestly, you could take a guarantee and shove it up your ass. I don't care about guarantees. And the reason why is because I've always looked at it that way. The way that my dad looked at it was that you can tell somebody you can guarantee them something if you have the money. Sure. If you, if you have the money in the wallet and well, right in front of them and flash it. That's, that's, what the, you, that's what the guarantee is. The as point, long as you yeah. have it. Yeah, as long as you have the money right there in hand. Oh, I can guarantee it and stuff. But then he's just mad because he did that and then he lost money because it's on him. If he, you know, and so it's like, what do you do in those situations? And so, uh, like, and then all these bars want want shows and everything, but they don't. There are no rules. There's no set path. But that's the thing is, is, is people get on these groups. There's a a, a photographer out of Nashville named uh, Nita Ann. I've talked to her. I talked about her on here before, and she got uh, harassed at least, but. Um, downright uh, borderline threatened on a Facebook group because of her photography. She does iPhone photography. Yeah, she does classes on it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so people want to know this. It's like, like how when, do it? When, when you get a photographer, you it's like getting a mechanic. Uh, I mean, I, I don't give a shit if my mechanic uses Craftsman or Snap-on. I'll make sure I want his job to be good. And that's with Nita Ann. You you, you can tell by her perspective and her shots that she knows what the fuck she's doing and she's good at it. Whatever tools she uses is irrelevant. And, and she's got it, she's got it down good and she does it for 
so cheap now it pisses a lot of people off that she can profit doing it on the cheap that she does. Well, and and and, just, and the tech is that there. just fucks people all up. Like she can automatically upload to Instagram. Like she can do a lot of things yeah. that These you can't do as normal photography. These and then and then a lot of it is uh, editors built into the phone and stuff for that. Like you know, it, it hell. I mean, here's another million uh, million dollar idea create a fucking camera that has all these features built into it just like a phone but it be a camera like that does those high-end res photos and then you probably make fucking millions that, that one's free uh, uh you know it's like I, but the, the, the tech is there I, I, I gotta say though i mean that photography world is is well like, it, it's a matter of like how much time they spend like editing and all that kind of stuff like i like i, I know photographers that will spend weeks editing photos for uh, that they did at an event and and honestly like nowadays the problem with that is it's not it's not that their work is you know their work is amazing it's that people are on like time crunched constantly they are always like what's next what's next what's next and so like if you're not posting your photos from that event yeah. right away no one cares and, and that's and, that, and then you get buried real quick in socials so like it but when you look at somebody like that it's like they're able to not only like harness their craft with just a phone which is impressive but they also can upload faster they yeah. can do things faster thus in the end they're going to make more money in the long run well and and they can charge less they can you, charge less per photo and and something those other people do because they're not doing all the work like like as much work involved i mean i'm sure she probably does a lot of work with those editings and everything on those apps but but you it's it's um i think there's a lot of hate in that world and and headbutting because there's a lot of people who call themselves photographers and artists that spend a shitload of money on gear and they just don't have the eye for it. Try as they might, practice as they might. But then someone comes along with a cheap device, a iPhone mm-hmm. or whatever, and they can snap the most amazing shots because they just got perspective and they have that eye and uh, instead of pushing back on and trying to knock that down there there needs to be a lot more cohesion we had that kind of attitude in in our music scene about like 2013 it was like bands would kick out other bands just because that's my fucking gig and there's no fucking way anybody else will get it by come hell or high water by mm-hmm. any means necessary. Well, all that does is deflate the whole scene. And yeah. And it doesn't, and they're learning now that, that being cohesion and being friendly to each other is actually a lot better off. Competition is, is one thing, but actively yeah. trying to chop someone off. Ugh. No, I mean, it's like, it's like whenever comics try to outdo each other, you know, if you want to try to outdo somebody on stage, that you know, and still play the show with them. Hey, prove it. Yeah, prove that you can outdo make them. It a if show. you want to make it competition, make a competition. Prove that you can play, that you can play better than that other band. Because you know why? Because when everybody goes home that day, you know, like uh, like they're gonna remember the name of that artist, and they may not even remember the main artist that they saw at that bar that night or that venue. They they they're gonna know that one that really stood out to them and didn't sound like everybody else, and you know, well, was unique and, and and where the line of this is a a business project versus you're stepping into 
you know, it's one thing to compete for uh, projects and, and ideas, but it's another thing when you're actively tearing someone down personally or you're going after these things. Like, I mean, uh, I just, I don't know. I see it. I don't like it. And I see it a lot in the photography world. And it's like, God damn. Like, <laughs> I mean, you, you see it in a lot of like different, you know, it's 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 like that in journalism. I mean, uh, like a lot of people talk shit about Tim Pool, but I'll tell you what though. Like during during the uh, the Wall Street stuff, he was in the thick of it, in the shit as like a film reporter with a phone, and he was putting out better content than all the news media people that were trying to cover that shit. So when it comes down to it, it's not the tool. I mean, it's, it's, you know, if, if you can, if you can use a, a tool like that, like a cell phone or something like that, there's people making millions off of like TikTok, you know, making videos. There's, there's, uh, there's a guy that, and I forget his name, but I, I, his videos crack me up is, uh, he has a $60 and I, and I know this cause you buy them on, on Facebook marketplace for that much, a $60 little piano. That's like a little hand piano with some buttons similar to like my mixer where you hit a button and it starts making beats and stuff. You can make it record beats and do all this stuff. And he started out listening to like cat videos and he made many made songs that were with the piano and, and just had the cats in the background like meowing and stuff like that. But then that turned into these collaborational epi- like ones that he does with other cultures and other bands and stuff and so like they'll get on there and they'll just sing a line and then he'll edit it a little bit and add a beat and like they're they're, they're grooving online to, with each other you know like it's it's nuts to watch because it's like that the technology's there and and i mean and, and then tiktok's nuts like it's it's a scroll fucking nightmare because like i don't do you, tiktok honestly yeah honestly i, I, I wouldn't because like once you do it once you start doing it like uh, you have to give yourself breaks because you'll you'll just keep on doing it. Like you'll keep on looking at different Stuck videos in and the stuff. Scroll. And there's good and bad of that because like I'm looking at possibly what I want to do with TikTok if we're going to do anything with it is that I want to take um like um music that we listen to that are on the show and stuff like that to promote them and I want to make little little cuts of their music and just put links to their music, you know, on t- on TikTok and then to the episode links and stuff. But I mean, but that's that's a different way of looking at it because it is a tool, and and so like uh, a lot of those artists out there are using it like bo- like before, like we were saying like last episode, they they use it to make little funny videos that kind of get their image out there. But then they say, hey, we also make music, and then then people listen to their music. A lot of bands are are uh, jumping through these like crazy hoops now to get. There's, you know, it's the algorithms, yeah. I guess. I don't, I don't it's, know what's causing it, but it's like they they jump through so many hoops. And I, I, I still don't think you can. Uh, again, it's a tool, but I don't think you can beat just that. You know, man on the street interaction as far as making a fan uh, you know, in the in the band world, but um, I don't know, man. It, it, it's it's as soon as you think you got it. At least caught up. There's a new thing that comes out, and you're like, "Fuck!" Now I gotta learn that one too. So I don't know. Yeah, but uh, you know, like like you said, though, it's it's all a tool. All, all, at the end of the day, same with with the way I argue with guitar players about vintage or the or the digital rigs. It's like, yeah, you can spend a ton of money on these vintage rigs, and you'll sound. I almost sent you a meme the what? other day. It said, uh, "It said um, my buddy uh, uh, creating a what is it." Uh, or me 
my buddy with his uh, with his hundred thousand dollar rig turning out a less quality sound product than my my dw or dw yeah. 100 200 or 100 dw or whatever because nowadays technology like uh what is it reaper reaper 60 bucks you know yeah. like and it, and it does a lot of cool stuff uh the old school stuff like uh fruity loops which a lot of people hate on now but like back in the day that was that was the go-to um i used to use acid music which is what what some of the songs that i actually have uh, put away that are ones that i made that were more like techno and stuff acid music you know like it was all made with apps doesn't mean i didn't play some instruments on it i just like played the instrument recorded it to a loop and then put it on there you know so i mean it, it yeah it's gonna change and I, I like but i i don't know i i think the online stuff it's 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 pretty i think that facebook is becoming like the grandpa yeah for and, sure and 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 i think that instagram they're they're slowly changing facebook in its settings to look more and more like an app like instagram so it's almost like they're going to merge pictures you have to have pictures yeah well and that's the thing too like the picture thing is big and then video video videos is crushing it's like the video killed the radio star you know it's it's crushing shit because like because it whenever tiktok came out it was like a force before that was vines little short 30 second Mm -hmm. videos but somebody figured out, hey, you know, if you make it bigger, and now you can have longer videos on TikTok. So what ends up happening with these, uh, these like, um, shit, I'm losing my thought. Uh, these like um, things like Facebook and stuff is that they started coming out with their own versions, Reels, right? Instagram Reels. So now everybody's on Reels. And, and, and reels is actually like, if you do a certain amount of videos and you have a certain amount of followers, they pay you to be on there. So it's TikTok, I think I'm hmm. not like, but, but I mean, but yeah, so like people are doing reels now. Um, YouTube has its own version. It's called like, like, uh, what is it? It's on the YouTube app, but it's like called shorts, YouTube shorts. And what they are is they're exactly like TikTok, but they're just youtube well and they shared and, all the same fucking social apps anyways it's like you see one it's for the other yeah and one and the most simplest <laughs> concept that i wish i would have ever thought of to market and sell is there's a bunch of apps out there and i'm about to install one on our site where it's like uh it's an independent one but that, so i don't have to pay the money every month but um is link trees and a link tree is a simple idea all it is is a list of your links. It's like it's like you go to HTML code and I just slide in a bunch of links and type in some words and it will come up with those little links on the page, right? But what somebody did was they made this nice little thing that will come up on your phone, nice size, quality, whatever, and on the very top you have your your picture, logo, profile, picture, whatever, and then under it you have these programmable like um images of of each each social network and they're all programmed in there and then you have a little setup where you type in oh this is my facebook page this is my website this is this this is that and it just lists them all and so then like whenever somebody goes to look for your shit they just tap click that one link and it shows everything that they need to know hmm. for you right and so a lot of bands are using link trees but they're also paying like 10 bucks for link trees there is open source versions out there you can install on your own website or on your own stuff, and you won't have to pay that money every month to somebody else that created it. I mean, unless you want to go the easy route and just go through theirs. Most but people. Most people just want the easy route. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like most people, the investment is that they just don't want to think about the coding and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of the stuff is pretty easy to set up, um, and then you just log into it and 
do exactly the same thing as you do on that other software. So, I mean, it's not that bad, but it's a very cool little idea because like for our thing, I want people to use a certain app, but I also want the link to work. So whenever you click on a link and it doesn't work, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. And, and, and so like if I do a link tree, at least I can say, hey, here's Spotify, here's you know, our website, here's our Facebook page, here's our Instagram, and maybe that will help us grow because it will, it will have a list of like you know, what people or what socials we do and like what other account types, how to contact us, things like that. Like it, and, and so that can be used in any social media website like any or any of our socials any link you know whatever so i'm working on that but but yeah i mean it's it's definitely it's it's definitely all changing and it's it's very rapid and but yeah and then when it comes to like local shows right now it's it's just so crazy out there there's a show every night at every venue and you got to pick and choose where you want to go yeah. So I apologize you if I didn't show up. If, I, if you invited me to a show and I didn't show up, it's because I was at another show that somebody else made me go to. So <laughs> I stopped apologizing a long time ago, man. If I wasn't at your show, I had more important shit to do. That's that's just it. I'm right. sorry. I'll try to make them if I can. If I can't, I can't. <laughs> um, I want to try to get uh, Chad on. Chad Carr. Shout out to him. Um, I had him um, trying this month. He's got an announcement to make. I know um, on the Soul Crisis front, I don't know exactly everything it is, but I know he's super excited about it, and him and Riley have been talking, and, and they, they got some announcements they want to make. And, yeah, we've uh, been we've been talking in the bars and stuff like that when I've been hanging out with them. So I, from time to time. So I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Like they're, what he's about, what they're about to do, trying is, to bring it, it together. It's going to be pretty awesome. So uh, he, all every time I talk to him, he's like, "Well, I can't tell you, but uh, uh, can I come on the show?" Yeah, absolutely, man. So we're going to try to get him on this month, or August, sorry, next month, and um, see what they got going on in the Soul Crisis front. Uh, Aranda dropped a new one, Recollections of a Painted Year. Love those guys. Shout out to them. I'd like to have them on the show, but uh, God, I gotta fucking get my shit together, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're a busy, man. All right, so. man. Uh, uh, you about ready to wrap this up? Yeah, I can wrap it. All up. All right, let's give them a shout out to the time, talent, treasure. All right. Uh, so uh, the local earshot podcast, uh, we run on the value for value system. And uh, basically what that means is that if you feel that you got value from the show, you take that and just put it in a nice little number and send it right back to us. That's going to be your treasure. You know, that's uh, that you're just giving us a little bit of your money that says, hey, thank you. I got some value out of that episode or I learned something. Uh, a lot of times our episodes like the the Gearhead episodes are, are – um, what is it like the ones that are about like the business side of it i know a lot of our listeners are um in the music industry and actually like play music and and are in bands and artists you know like do all that stuff so so it's actually really helpful whenever they get that information that they need and that's kind of what part of our goal is um i i thought it was funny that i read the other day that um the one email that it said uh if you want to change up the podcast and bring on a couple local young guys or whatever. And I thought that's what we were doing. I thought that that our whole goal was to promote local music at all levels. But Literally everybody on the show has been younger than me. So. Yeah, and, and well, well, and, I'm, well, and I'm, I'm just saying like the, the age of the band, like if it was a new band and stuff, I mean, I've, I've, I've talked to people that had no music recorded or any type of like situational like involving music. They're just getting into it. And uh, and we've had them on, you know, and and so I mean I, I think that it's all levels, and I mean yeah, it'd be great to land some 
interviews with some big bands. I, I know people in Oklahoma City that we're, that we're trying to get on the show that do that, that interview these large artists, you know, and that'd be cool. But I mean, but our, our focus is, is Oklahoma mostly and local. So, um, so I mean, if you're an artist and you want to come on the show, then you can hit me up at John at the local earshot.com or you can hit up our Instagram page, the local earshot. Uh, usually Brad will answer that. Yep. Um, and I mean, or you can hit up my Facebook. I'm, I'm like, I'm on there pretty active. So, um, but yeah. And then, I mean, just thank you for listening. You know, it's, it, it there's, there's a lot of shows out there and there's a lot of options. I mean, uh, there's like, like, like we were talking about, there's a ton of platforms. There's a ton of, um, shows. I mean, there's four point something million podcasts now. And I know a lot of it's dead. It's not real. Like they, they, those are old episodes that never, or there's a lot of podcasts that still, still it's a lot go. Of data. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's podcasts that like, like that have been going on for like no agenda for 14 plus years. Then there's podcasts that are just starting up yesterday. And then there's ones that are dying just yesterday. I mean that like it's it's a pretty it's a pretty cutthroat type world because with that when it comes to that stuff, because not everybody does well in it. And and so um yeah. I mean so thank you very much for listening to our show. All right. Thank you guys. All right. Bye. Bye.